0: Hi, welcome to our second episode of Help Me Now, the ServiceNow podcast. I am your host, Suzanne Smith, happy to be here with you today and glad that you are with us. Okay, for today's news bulletin, leading technology research firm IDC reports customers using ServiceNow's suite of cloud-based service management solutions are seeing substantial business value for both their IT and their business operations. There are highlights from the study, and they include following results seen over five years. There are total discounted benefits, a high percentage on average, rate, average return on investment, and a good average payback period. Other news, KPMG is sending Boston-based Rick Wright who is KPMG's global technology enablement lead to New Zealand later this month. And he's gonna share his knowledge with local businesses and provide insights into the growing global success of ServiceNow. Also, for those of you that like taking selfies, you can share your at ServiceNow selfie on Twitter and that will be added to a ServiceNow tag board. So join the selfie movement and get on the ServiceNow tag board. Again, that's the ServiceNow hashtag on Twitter. Um, I have as our guest today uh, Grant Hulbert. Grant is a Technical Alliance Architect here at ServiceNow, and he works in our Technology Partner Program. Welcome, Grant.
1: Thank you, Suzanne.
0: And another great factoid about Grant is that he has been the proud owner of a Tesla automobile for the past two years, and he is very kind about giving his nosy coworkers test drives. <laughs> I love it. And allowing us to take selfies in your cars so that we get lots of cool points with our family and friends. Thank you, Grant.
1: You're welcome.
0: <laughs> um, but we are here today to talk about the Technical Partner Program. So can you give us a little bit of a background on the program? Certainly. What it is.
1: Certainly. The, the technology partner program is a place for, for partners and specifically the kind of partner who has their own software. So individual software vendors, not necessarily the kind of company that writes solutions or does consulting, but more of a company that wants to sell software, has their own software. And uh, typically these kinds of companies would like to integrate with ServiceNow. And and by that, I mean that they've got an entire going concern of their own. They sell into the IT space and their customers perhaps already have ServiceNow and are asking them to please write some kind of integration. And so we provide an app store very much, very similar to the store that you see for Android and, and iOS. It's the same concept where partners can write software, get it certified through our program and then put it up into our store. It makes it very very easy for customers to find this, uh, find these these packages and these software products in our store and with a click of a button, those products can be installed onto the customer's instance. Uh, What's cool about this program is that uh, you, as a developer of these apps, can choose what your pricing model is. You can make this free in case you already make your money on the integration side, on, on your side. Or you can charge for it, and ServiceNow can automate the process of billing the customer for you.
0: So this is a very different kind of partner than kind of our traditional partner that we started with here at ServiceNow, which was a partner that would help with implementations, and professional services kind of work. This that's, is a different sort of... Because we, we talked about there's different kinds of partners.
1: That's right. This is this is not an implementation or a consulting type of a company. This is a company that, that makes software already. So um, there are literally hundreds. We have about 250 of these partners in our program already.
0: And when did the program start? It's not that old.
1: The program started probably about a year and a half ago. And our store... Uh, is has only recently opened as of Fuji.
0: Okay, let's talk about some best practices that the partners can use when they join the program or as they mature within the program. Do you have any ideas for them of what they can do Absolutely. how they can make things easier on themselves?
1: Yeah, there's a few there's a few angles on this. There's there's sort of marketing and sales and business development best practices. One thing that we talk to partners about, a lot of partners will come to us and ask us what ideas we have for apps. And we can't really help because it's that's your world. You know more than we do about what your... Uh, what your expertise is and what your customers are. So sometimes we'll send those folks back and say, you know what, talk to your customers, talk to somebody who's using ServiceNow especially, and ask them, you know, what they would like to see. Um, but, but in particular, from a marketing standpoint, one thing I want to make clear, and that I, I've heard this question many times, is a, a lot of partners still think that ServiceNow is all about incident management. is is really only about a ticketing system. And this happens every time, and it's natural. It's perfectly natural because ServiceNow is known for that. For 10 years, we've been the IT ticketing system, and so it makes sense that people would think of us that way. But in in terms of tips and and best practices, I would recommend that you find out about the fact that ServiceNow has split into six business units. Yeah, and that's
0: very new, actually. That only happened within the past...
1: Within the last six months,
0: yeah, within the last six months,
1: that's right. And so, we, for instance, have an entire business unit around HR, um, HR management. We have uh, governance, risk, and compliance. We have uh, financial management,
0: and those are all very different worlds. They than are incident. They are tickets. very
1: different from incident. We have uh, configuration management, database, uh, IT operations management. So. Each one of those, uh, you might find that your business fits into several of those categories. And and my goal with each of each of our partners is to help them become more sticky within our ecosystem. I can help you brainstorm a little bit, and you can certainly go on our website and look through the the other uh, the other offerings that we have, and see. I'll give you an example. Let's say that your particular product makes it super easy to manage. Cell phones. So you've got software on your side, you've got APIs that can automatically, for instance, shut down a cell phone when it's lost, or you can provision a cell phone, or you can change cell phone plans, or something like that. Then, what you would write, you could write an app for ServiceNow that automates those using ServiceNow's cool APIs for reaching out via REST to your uh, systems. But What's interesting about that is imagine in the case of HR onboarding, when a new employee comes on board, wouldn't it be nice if ServiceNow were to automatically provision their cell phone for them? Or even more importantly, and a a more interesting case is, let's say someone gets fired, or or the the term HR offboarding.
0: (laughs) Offboarding.
1: Then... The customer who's using ServiceNow and your product would like to automate this process so that your software is called from ServiceNow by way of your app using, uh, using your APIs to shut down that cell phone so it's no, no longer usable after the employee leaves. That's just one example, but um, IT finance management, um, certainly uh, automation within a data center If you've got APIs that uh, can spin up virtual servers or uh, there's just, the sky's the limit. There's so many things that we do. I want you to get sticky in all of those areas of our business.
0: And can you help partners that are writing apps like that make sure that everything is secure?
1: Yes, and I can point big, you to best this practices. big
0: security question. Do you That's have best right.
1: practices around security? Well, the beauty of that, and this is a bit of a plug for service now, is that we—that's okay—that's what all we do that here. For you, <laughs> <laughs> we handle that for you. So, you know, our data centers are secure. We have entire giant teams of, of engineers making sure that our data centers are secure. So you can write on our coattails for that. If, for instance, you need to get into uh, federal systems and you don't personally, your company doesn't have the security capabilities to prove that you match, uh, you know, FISMA compliance, any of those kinds of things, um, ServiceNow does. So when your app is running inside of ServiceNow, it's already secure.
0: That's fantastic because that process of, of getting those certifications is long and difficult and expensive,
1: That's right. And so we've we've done 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 that for you.
0: We've done that. We've done that. So that's fantastic. So that's a couple of best practices for us. That's good.
1: I want to, actually, I wanted to expand a little bit on the best practices. You go right
0: ahead, Grant. I (laughs) I was
1: talking about the business side of the best practice, but in terms of the technical side, the, the key point here is architecturally where I focus is on making sure that your uh, integration with ServiceNow follows our best practices, and so, and and really, our best practices are rolled into our certification process. So, your product really won't even make it into the store if our certification team doesn't think it's following best practices already. But I want to give you a heads up so that you don't butt your head against the service, the the, uh, the certification process. So, for instance, every app that you build that is meant to go for certification in the store, must contain a few minimal things. Uh, for instance, at the very least, the, the app module needs to contain a link to your support organization because these apps are supported by you, not by ServiceNow. Um, another minimal thing is that you need to have some kind of installation. And we the certification process, while it sounds a bit daunting, There, there's a very clear important reason for it. We wanna make sure, two things, that your customers feel very safe when they download one of these apps, that it will not degrade the performance of their instance and that will not impact the security of their instance. So a couple of best practices, very technical here. When you make REST API calls into ServiceNow from your side to, for instance, insert insert rows into a table, uh, for instance, opening an incident, um you are required to use what are called import sets and transform maps. And so those have to be built into your app. They're really simple. In fact, I built I made a 7-minute uh, little video for my integration cookbook recipe for integrating with services. And, and
0: I, I want work. you to talk about the I integration about cookbook <laughs> so you get to that you get to that cookbook, Grant. I'll talk about that. Yeah.
1: Um and the idea is that as long as you have an import set and a transform map, then your App will get certified because those are the ways that we essentially protect our private tables from your systems, perhaps accidentally um, uh, presenting some information to those tables that's that's incorrect. And this gives customers a huge sense of comfort because if we didn't do this, then customers probably wouldn't install your app. They're very very concerned. In fact, we're finding more and more and more. That uh, customers aren't even allowing custom uh, application design to, uh, applications to be put into their instances without it being certified first, because they feel like our certification process ensures that their instance won't go down.
0: And I think it's pro- it's important to tell people that that you are there for the partners to help them prepare for the certification process. So That's, you you are yeah. there. You, Grant Hulbert, are there <laughs> at their service to help them with that so, so that they don't do all this work, go to certification, and then get rejected. And it, I mean, you're there to smooth that path for That's them. That's
1: right. I'm there. And the
0: integrations cookbook is going to help.
1: Exactly. i are well. there to help out early on so that we don't go too far down the wrong path. And also, I want to let you know this is not an antagonistic process. We really, really want your yeah. apps to make it through. We want to help you. We're not trying to shut you down. So we will bend over backwards to help you through this process.
0: So how many apps do we have now in the ServiceNow store?
1: Well, we have, I haven't tracked it closely lately, but I believe we have about 80 apps in the ServiceNow store. And that's actually pretty impressive because we've only opened the store as of Fuji. And Fuji is a a pretty recent release, just a few months. So I'm actually very impressed with a huge number of partners who really stepped up. I'm I'm so pleased that so many of them worked so hard to get apps certified in time for our Fuji release, which was at our Knowledge Conference in uh, March, I believe, of 2015. April. April. Oh, you're right. So even less time. April. So
0: it's even less time. And you were at Knowledge 15, and you had the opportunity to sit down with a lot of people. Yes.
1: Yes, I encourage you, um, when I go to Knowledge, uh, Bob Derrick, the program manager for the Technology Partner Program, will arrange with any partner who wants to meet with us. And so we spend a couple of days basically in half-hour blocks talking to all partners who want to come. And And this
0: is the opportunity where they can come to you with their specific questions, their specific app issues, and bring it to you in person, in person.
1: Yeah, And get act- your assistance. Yeah, actually, and and I'm available for that all through the year. And what's special about knowledge is that we're face-to-face. And really, it's kind of a time for a retrospective. It's time for you to give us feedback about how the partner program is going, what kind of changes you'd like to see, what things are challenging, what things you like. Um, there's not time to do technical stuff. I'm doing that all year long with you anyway. But at Knowledge15, um, we get to kind of reset and, and I do a lot of encouraging at that point in time. I tell you what the new product releases are. This last knowledge conference, I was making sure that I was telling everybody, look, your product would work great with, with GRC, Governance, Risk, and Compliance, or your product would work great with HR onboarding. And I'm giving you a little bit of ideation and, and some thoughts to go back and, and make your product more sticky within our ecosystem.
0: And that's great, and people have the opportunity also to talk to each other, so these partners can talk to each other as well as talking to you.
1: Yes, and in fact, we have an entire CreatorCon, which I believe there were something like maybe 1,400 oh,
0: yeah. that was huge.
1: participants in the, the world's first CreatorCon, and that was just a, a huge uh, love fest of, of nerdiness <laughs> that is is my favorite kind of place to be.
0: I can see that. I can see that, Grant. Yeah. Uh, Let's move into uh, the area of tips and tricks. You, you mentioned some best practices. Tips and tricks kind of go along with that, but any any other little little ideas that'll help people along this path, Someone maybe who is not in the program at all yet and is just getting started? The tip
1: that's most important is really just not to be afraid. Because there's always a community out there. Uh, in fact, that's that's a great tip right there. Our community is phenomenal. You can ask any question on what's the website? Is it community at service It's
0: community at service
1: This is a fantastic place. And in fact, I, I recommend that basically you search that community first and if you don't find your answer, then post your question there because even our customers are reading through those community articles, and they often know the tips and tricks and ways around ServiceNow better than we do.
0: The community has a ton of very active people, customers, partners, ServiceNow employees. It's true. There's a, there's a lot that people can find there. Uh, something you and I talked about, and I want to I want to be sure we mention this: the whole notion of what is an app.
1: Ah, you know that's it, great. it's.
0: And again, I, I want to make sure that people understand that if they join this program and they're putting an app in the ServiceNow store, it's not just what we traditionally think of as an app. You have some other examples that really broaden that definition.
1: That's a great question, yes. And I get that asked this all the time because I understand as an engineer from outside, a developer outside, you might have a preconceived idea of what an app is. We often think of them as the things we see on our phones or these heavily user interface-centered uh, types of uh, types of products. But the the cool thing about ServiceNow's apps is that it's really just a container. Think of an app as like just a zip file. It's it's a way of, con, of, it's like a big bag of artifacts that you would like to get installed onto the customer's instance on your behalf. And so by that, I mean is that apps aren't necessarily code. They're not necessarily user interface. Let's pretend that you, your company, is the expert on HR practices for all 50 states in the United States, and you have a knowledge base with each, that's that's broken down into each state of what the HR practices are for those. Well, an app could be nothing more than you just onloading, uh, basically uh, uploading all you know of those thousands of knowledge base articles. You can bundle those into an app sell them on the ServiceNow store, and when the customer buys it, those knowledge base articles get installed onto their system. There's also other cool things that you might think not think of as a traditional app. We ship out-of-box with a whole bunch of pre-configured workflow activities. So the customer could drag out something that says, I don't know, um, Uh, create a a VM in VMware, actually spin up, uh, construct a a virtual machine in VMware. There's a whole bunch of things that we ship out of box. You, however, if you have got your own VM type of product or frankly anything, anything that can be integrated through REST or SOAP kind of or PowerShell kind of calls, if you build one of these little activities and, and bundle it into an app, then when your customers install your app, what they get is suddenly w- yet another little Lego block that's that's added, b- just blended right into the list of all of the other capabilities in their workflow, and they can drag this little block out onto their workflow and wire up and, and manage and control the types of devices that you know how to manage. So typically people don't think of that as being an app. I think of it as kind of an atomic, useful piece of goodness <laughs> that, a, that a customer would want. Um, and so same thing with governance, risk, and compliance. Maybe what you know about are things called control test definitions. These are, these are really low-level atomic kinds of things, but they're incredibly useful, and they don't look like traditional apps. But when that gets installed, all of a sudden this person has got this amazing risk module built into ServiceNow with one of your control test definitions built in.
0: Saving them time.
1: Saving them time. and then and you of just course, did that together. And surfacing you uh, as uh, sort of programmatically speaking, um, and by that I mean uh, program manager or product management speaking. From a marketing standpoint, you get to be surfaced up onto our store as the amazing governance, risk, and compliance module that, that helps customers.
0: And that's been a growing part of our ServiceNow world. That one's huge. That one's huge. Um, because you get to shepherd partners through this program from beginning to end, um, and you get to see that progress over time, what are some of the, the questions that you're getting from them over and over again, whether it's at the beginning of that process or when they're more mature?
1: Certainly, yeah. The The first question I always get is, w- Believe it or not, is why do I need to install anything at all onto a customer's instance? And I get it. I, I really understand. If you're, say, an engineer at Microsoft and you've written some REST calls that call into ServiceNow that provision a, u- a new user from Azure AD or something like that, you um, You may not think that there's anything needed on the ServiceNow side. You're you're thinking, great, I'm just making rest calls, and and why would I need an artifact on the ServiceNow side? If there's no app, if you have no artifacts to put in our store, there's nothing for us to certify. So you simply can't put something in the store if there's literally nothing to to put there. If there's no there there. (laughs) So we do get some resistance from people. But the the other reason is uh, there will be artifacts on the store. And specifically, even in the most minimal integration, these import sets that I was talking about, those are artifacts. The ACLs, the access control list, the roles, the, the support instructions, the installation instructions, all of those are artifacts that go into the store. So I get that question a lot. And then uh, towards the end, I get architectural questions. Uh, people ask, why do I need to submit a, a design document? Because that's a part that has nothing to do with coding, where there's this... And by the way, we, we do a really good job. We give you all the design documents with all of the explanation of what you need to type in there. You just have to fill in the blanks of, of your designs. But the question is, you know, gosh, I've got this installed on a customer's installa- instance already. Why do I need to prove once again that this thing is working? Well, the reason is, again, this confidence question. You're putting an app up that needs to be assured to the entire community that when somebody like a, you know some giant company installs this thing, they want to be sure that it doesn't isn't going to break their system. So you have to prove in your design documents, and I really encourage you to do this up front rather than waiting till the end, because otherwise you're going to be going back and forth a lot through our certification process. If you come through up front and say this is how we throttle. So in your design document, you say, when the customer first installs our app, they need to unload 1 million records from our system. You have to prove that you're not going to bring down their instance. And so you have to say, this is what I'm doing to throttle that so that I don't overwhelm the ServiceNow systems. Um, So those kind of design documents are, are really important, and it helps you to think those things through on your side as well. You are dealing... With the biggest companies in the world, you have to make sure that you don't accidentally bring them down uh, because the ServiceNow support team, certainly their, their resort, their last resort, if your app is misbehaving, they'll just uninstall it. And then the customer isn't going to be very happy.
0: Yeah, that's, that, that's a big one. And like you said earlier, for the partners that are putting apps in the store, they are also providing the support for those.
1: That's correct. Yes, you are responsible for that support.
0: You are you are doing that support, so that is that is definitely a uh, a key point in there, and that support information has to be provided, a contact phone number. That's right. Yeah. So the the program is new in some ways. You know, parts of it have been going on for a long time, but but since April, it's getting bigger. Uh, Vision for the future. Where is this going? What is your dream?
1: My dream mm. is to see hundreds of thousands of apps on the store. And I would like to make my my goal is to make this easier and easier for all of you out there to write these apps, which is why I am working on an integration cookbook for instance. I'm going to each of the business units within ServiceNow asking them for best practices. And I'm producing basically the shortest, simplest Hello World app for each of the business units. So I've already made a seven-minute video that, along with an accompanying Word document that's, that's got a step-by-step instructions in it that shows you in seven minutes how you can build a Fuji-scoped application from start to finish that actually integrates with incident for instance and this is an app that would be capable of of passing our certification process i'm continuing to work on one for event management which is a a similar concept but but kind of lower level for than than incident Um, i'm just finished writing one for writing your own custom reusable activity packs and so i'll just continue to to flesh these out but for the future, I would like to see more and more amazing apps. Right now, ninety-nine percent of what I see is integrations, which is fantastic, but they're they're kind of invisible to the customer. Um, they, it's great that all your data is getting in there, but it's not really taking advantage of the power of this platform. And if anybody wants to go see an, an amazing a gold standard of what all apps should look like, MobiCourt. M-O-B-I-C-H-O-R-D, if you look them up on the store, that company has done a phenomenal job of integrating and producing the most beautiful app that fits all of our design practices, architectural designs. They embrace and extend ServiceNow. It's 100% inside of ServiceNow, but it looks even more beautiful than what ServiceNow has. And these people have thought of every single aspect of, of mobile device management, and so I would I would challenge your development teams to look at that app and see if you can make something as great as that one is in every other aspect of our of our platform beyond just mobile.
0: That's our poster child for app goodness. That's right. In the ServiceNow Store. So as we wrap up, I want to be sure that people know where they can find more information about the ServiceNow store, about your video, about The Word document, that's all on the ServiceNow website?
1: Actually, because I'm in progress on those things, those are not published yet. Okay. but I'm going to publish them on the developer.servicenow.com website in the same exact place where you find all of the other tutorials. Okay. I will be adding tracks for each of those integration cookbook recipes.
0: And there is uh, information on the website about the technology partner program and how to start and and become become That's part right. of it. That's right. There's
1: also Excellent. a website called TPP, Technology Partner Program.servicenow.com where you can actually join the program.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you Tesla man, as <laughs> I like to call Grant.
1: You're welcome, Suzanne. <laughs> for
0: talking about the Technology Partner Program, it sounds like it is growing and that we may have to bring you back for more developments in the future as this gets bigger.
1: I would love to, and I can't wait to see what kind of great stuff everybody out there comes up with.:
0: Lots of possibilities, lots of possibilities. So thank you very much. thank you for everyone, to everyone for listening today and we will have podcast number three for you soon. For more information, please consult our product documentation or knowledge base or ask a question in the ServiceNow community.